It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it Hard time scrolling for your long trots You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you I'm just a baby girl I'm just a baby girl In a baby world I'm just a baby girl Sing it for me, sing it for me, sing it for me now I'm just a baby girl In a baby world (laughs) Yes, hi Welcome to another episode of Say Your Mind I said it and I didn't even give you a chance to say it. So let me do it again. Hello, welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, suck your mom. I can't wait for us to do that live and it's going to happen on Saturday. I can't wait. So the next episode that you're going to get after this episode will be of the live show. So those of you who can't attend, you will hear us like screaming our heads off when we're like, suck your mom. And it's going to be wonderful. I look forward to it so much. So I'm Kalechi. I'm Kalechi Okafor. And I'm here today to talk to you about my views on everything about race and womanhood and all of that stuff. And tarot, obviously tarot as well. So, um... Yes, I mean, what has been happening? Wagwan, yes. Um, well, first things first, it's been a wonderful week. I keep seeing Tolani, Tolani, aka Tolly T from the Receipts podcast. Like, I just keep seeing her. It's a mood and it's a vibe. And seeing the rest of the Receipts podcast girls, um, love them dearly, big up themselves. Two slaps on their chest it's, it's been great I've just been doing bits, you know So today, for instance I was on Woman's Hour At the time of recording, that is I record this on Friday So I was on Woman's Hour with Tolly Again, with Talani um, And it was great We were talking about breadwinners Like, should a woman Can a woman be a breadwinner in a relationship In a household? Is it encouraged? That sort of thing And it was just funny bouncing off her Like I I just definitely think it's a mood and a vibe That we need more of Um, It's just truly wonderful Just truly wonderful, wonderful experience And then I left from there To go to an audition And Sod's Law This will be the audition Upon all the auditions I've had with this same casting director Do you know how mad it gets me That I go to the same casting director All the the time in the same building And I never book the job Now the one that it looks like I won't even be able to do all of the dates that they've specified Is probably the one that I'll get Because you know what, I didn't have any pressure going in Because I thought I can't do it anyway So I just rolled up in there and like really gave it more than I would usually give um, an audition Which is actually sad, you know But, um, you know, I really went in there and just let them loose I wasn't even wearing a bra I just let my itty bitty titties just jiggle around the place, you know <laughs> um, But yeah, I... I honestly felt like I did such a good job And I was leaving thinking You know what That's probably the one Of all the ones It's going to be this one That you can't even do But um Yeah, it was great doing that And then after doing the audition I rushed straight over here To Brent's studio To come and record This podcast for you all So Hi Usually I'd record this in the evening But I can't record this evening Because I'm doing a twerk party 
in central London. And I hate doing parties outside of the studio, but sometimes, you know, you've just got to give a little to get a little, you know, give a little to get a lot. I don't know, but this, in this case, it's just give a little to get a little. But, um, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, and also, um, at the time of recording this, obviously the Grapevine episode, I think the final one that we did with the UK cast, um, came out today or yesterday, rather it came out yesterday on a Thursday talking about, um, can you be pro-black and be in an interracial relationship? So you would have heard me alluding to this episode before. I couldn't obviously talk about it then because it hadn't come out yet. But if you have watched it, you'll understand how fucking pissed off I got at this stupid fucking episode. The whole, generally, people don't know how to um, discuss race in this country, whether black or white, people don't know how to discuss it. And heaven forbid, your life is as complex as you're dating a white person while having your views about... um, um, anti-racism or whatever, you know, people can't seem to reconcile the two. So it just really bothers me. And so being part of that debate just felt, ugh, because even the person that was just like, I'm in an interracial relationship too. I was thinking, with all due respect, please, please, we're not talking about the same thing. Um, So it was just aggravating how people don't even want to take into account that black women and black men navigate this society very, very differently because we're given different things in order to navigate it with. So comparing the relationship that a black man has with whiteness is different to the relationship that a black woman has with whiteness. So therefore, um, the ways in which we operate within interracial relationships are different. That does not mean that we don't have to talk about self-loathing and, and, you know, all these internalised aspects or you know internalized anti-blackness that we don't have to talk about those things we do but you can't come and tell me my fucking experience and so my issue with that episode was that the producer who'd been behind a fucking camera all of the time and I found her attitude to be rank in the first place decides to come from behind the camera to the front of the camera and I noticed something was different that day because she really had on eyeshadow she was really doing a cut crease thing she even had on lashes I was just like okay boo like really get your life So not knowing that she was preparing to bring herself in front of the camera to come and give us her two pens. So we're talking back and forth. There's no nuance. I keep saying that if we're going to have these discussions, we need to add nuance to it. Um, Donovan's regurgitating what I just said in an American accent and everyone's like, woo, woo, woo. This is wonderful. And I'm like, I just said that, but okay, fine, whatever. Um, And so she comes to the front of the camera. She goes, how long have you been in your relationship? How long have you been in your relationship? How long have you been doing the things that you're doing in terms of um, whatever activism? Oh, okay. Well, my view is that you cannot be pro-black and be in an interracial relationship because it's hypocritical and um, it's filled with too much self-loathing and you want to be close to white patriarchy. And we see a lot of black male activists doing this and being with white women and saying that. So Kim fam, first of all, am I a black male activist? So who the fuck are you talking to? Like, get it right. If you're talking to me, talk to me. Don't tell me about fucking black male activists. Talk to me about what I experienced and the things that I've just just talked about. I give examples. I talk you through the whole thing that I've dated a number of people. No, when you men are talking about body counts, you don't want to know about body counts. You know, you really don't because I will, you, <laughs> my body count is like an onion. It will make you cry. So don't talk about things that you don't know anything about. So this particular partner is now white. So now you want to come and tell me, oh, it must be filled with self-loathing and it must be filled with this and must be filled with that. Even if it was, let's just 
suspend our disbelief for a moment, even if it was, I'm still doing more fucking work than you're doing. So let's look at that. Is my work impacting positively? Yes. So let me deal with my self-loathing then. And you take your long lips and your long eyeshadow out of the fucking conversation. You take your shine, shine eyeshadow out of the fucking way because you, if you weren't part of the discussion, why are you jumping in to now come and tell me your view of it? And then what angered me the most was that she said all of this and then um, Ashley goes, okay, and that's wrapping up the end of the, that, the, wrapping up this episode. That's the end. No, no, no. You can't introduce a new point, literally introduce a new person and a new point and then go, that is the end. So it has to end on your terms. It has to end so arbitrarily where you're telling us that this is what it is and that is the end of that. Fuck that. That is a one-sided debate and I'm not up for one-sided fucking debates. Like that is poor facilitating of a debate at its clearest. Like you, you, there is is so so clear how one-sided that motherfucker was and you're then imposing your very american views on my lived experience as a black british woman like how fucking dare you because you ended your american version that way you want to end this one that way and it's like oh that's the end and then my girl's tweeting at me going um the one that jumped in front of the camera with her very shiny eyeshadow now tweeted at me and said oh well uh, Ashley didn't know I was going to say that um, So if she didn't know you were going to say that You shouldn't have been allowed to even say anything in the first place As far as I'm concerned And also, if you want to be mad at someone Be mad at me because I thought this and I thought that And if I angered you in any way, I apologise No, no, no If it's not a question If it's not part of it, you angered me You angered me because that was ridiculous To jump in front, want to say something And go, oh yeah, that's the end So you don't get a chance to respond I would have put you the flames on your motherfucking ass If I'd had the chance to re respond to you Because it bothers me greatly And I think it's uh, misogynoir At its finest When people are so preoccupied With the kind of person Or the, the person that a black woman is dating In the same way that they do not police black men They don't police black men in that way black men can do all the, the the fucking shit that they like and you're still gonna find a way to be like woo yay wonderful they can date all the light-skinned women that they like so for some of you it's not even that you've gone all the way to white is right but you're staying there with light bright almost white and then you're telling me about yeah but pro-black 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 so so it doesn't matter anything that I've done that I've achieved and I keep wanting to do in the community because my partner is white. But you guys, just by simply riding black dick, that makes you more qualified and conversant in, 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 in what's happening in our society. Fuck that and fuck you. So I have a piece coming out soon um, for a major broadcasting network um, on their website talking about this exact thing. And I'm glad that I've been given that opportunity because I'm going to get paid for actually putting my views forward. And we're going to have that one-sided debate, only that this time it's going to be my voice and they're paying me for it. So just going to do that. But yeah, it just really, really aggravated me. And don't be tweeting at me like we're going to now have a conversation when we didn't have the conversation then. And I've tried as much as possible not to say anything mean or shady about, um, you know, the grapevine and everything else, because it really was a great experience to have a conversation with all of those people. And it's great what Ashley and Donovan are doing is though all of those things are wonderful, but do not bring up a subject that is so complex, that is so intricate in the nuance that it requires. And then introduce a new point and shut down the ting. If you have to record for longer, then you have to record for longer. That's what you've got to do. But you're not going to just end a point um, and end it so savagely and just so bluntly 
to me, it was just disgusting. That particular episode, disgusting. And I just refused to engage with it. I didn't watch it because I don't want to get vexed again. But people... Um, tweeting me their reaction and having a similar reaction to what I've had confirms that it was fuckeries and it was clear for all to see. So I'm glad that that was the case. Um, and I don't have to, my therapist and I talk about this all the time. And she was just like, you don't have to keep explaining your point to people. If they don't want to hear it, they don't want to hear it. Live your life, mind your business, face your front. And I was just like, you know what? That is a mood and I will just stick to that. But um, yeah, just wanted to get that off my chest because that really irked me. And so if you see that I'm not actually engaging whenever you tag um, the uh, program or whatever, you'll understand why, because I think that that was just underhanded and I don't approve of such behavior. Um, anyway, let's move on to the tarot then. So the tarot, um, the black angel card that I pulled for this week was the queen. And the queen, I like this picture because it looks very much like the empress card in tarot in the Rider Waite deck. This card looks very much like that. We've got a black woman lying down on really colorful plush sheets and she's got a vase of, um, you know, a plant right next to her. And she's just enjoying, just, just chilling, just living her best life. You know, her legs outstretched, arms crossed, wearing jewelries, you know, just looking really cute. So I, I like that. I like that image of the queen. So um, what does it say about the queen in the black angel deck? or the black angel cards, um, it says, you are receiving and honoring all spirits. On your waking path, you are receptive. On your sleeping path, you feel unworthy. The queen represents one who protects. Your protection is given by honoring all human life. In this honoring, you too are honored. To the queen, everyone has the right to be to well-being. By believing that all human life should be valued, you make it your life's mission to encourage people to honor their own and other spirits. On the waking path, you are able to receive everyone as you can see beyond the physical presence and into the heart and spirit of many. With queen qualities, you tend toward philosophy, uh, philosophy and grapple with uh, ways of sustaining life. You are seen as esoteric or private. You are often known for providing motivation by encouraging people to live their life to the fullest. You display an air of deserving all the attention you receive. On the sleeping path, you are often misunderstood and not trusted because of your dual task of honoring and being honored. This misunderstanding becomes of consequence if you forget the task of protecting, but look to be honored anyway. We have all seen this type of queen, the one who forgets she's only queen by virtue of the fact that there are people she must protect and honor in her life. You suddenly acquire the stigma of an uppity queen when you move into a selfish state and forget about others. Queens without a sense of others are not queens at all. When you fall into confusion of being honored, you may start to get a sense that no one is interested in your well-being any longer. You then grow tired of regarding others in your life. The sleeping path may also include your inability to access queen qualities because you do not feel you deserve to receive attention in the family, community or society. You hide behind a nonchalant attitude when underneath you are longing to be more visible. Perhaps invisibility and the resentment that comes from it, it is nothing new to you. You, when you feel a sense of longing to be seen as a queen, you might also be feeling a sense of unworthiness. Is there a need to be seen or your work validated? You have helped others over and over. 
You may have even found yourself stepping in front of the train for other people for no reason. And if you got hit, you may have felt that no one cared. These feelings could have left you um, being a harsh queen. Even in your protection, you can hover over others, smothering their growth potential by overprotecting. This can happen in parenting your children. Recognize that you have unwarranted expectations of others. Also, your perception of others can be clouded by the fact that your honoring and protecting can feel like a burden. It is only a burden when you have no desire to live your life in such a way. Let people know when you are not available and it makes room for revival. Being honored and respected is earned through your honesty and true honoring of the spirits of others. Also, have, having your heart exposed can be frightful to you as queen, but it may be necessary in order for you to receive love. Continuing in your queen powers with a purpose and mission beyond the self will bring you your life's treasures. I think that, hold on. I think that that was really, really interesting, like really, really interesting because you hear Queen and you think it's going to be like all praise and all of that. But I love that Zenju um, Earthling Manuel always balances out each card, giving you points that, you know, are great and also giving you points that you can work on and, and making very, very apparent your challenges. And it's interesting because we are we have seen those sort of queens. We have seen those people who want reverence though they're not doing anything anymore. They're not doing anything that would warrant that. And we should just remember their heyday that, oh, well, they used to be about this. Yeah, but they're no longer about that. And I find that a lot in feminist theory. Um, we talk about, um, you know, these feminists who have written all of these books and they've had amazing thoughts at the time. But now in this society, in this age, they're moving mad. But we can't address the fact that they're moving mad because, oh, but they wrote us this amazing text and, and they gave us all of this vocabulary that we didn't have before to define the things that we're seeing in society. It's okay to speak out about these things and it's okay to question them because I'm not going to honour someone who isn't honouring me or even honouring themselves. That's mad. And a true queen, I feel like, understands that. So we throw around the term queen, queen, queen on social media and things. Um... But we have to we have to be really, really careful with when we are using those things. I know that we want to like big up our friends and and big up those around us and and let them know that they are worthy and true, but also not just throwing around um terms and and titles that people don't actually want to work for and they just want to be one-sided with their attentions or they want you to keep praising them when they're not actually doing things that would warrant such praise. Um and honestly, the the way that the Queen was described is my worst nightmare. I never want to stop doing what I'm doing. I never want to stop speaking out and um, speaking up for the things that I believe in. Because I feel like when I stop doing that, then none of this matters. So it was really aggravating when I was um, asked to sum up my podcast for a radio show recently. And they said, so what do you talk about? And I said, I just talk about race womanhood, um, black womanhood. And I, you know, just the general things that are happening in pop culture from my lens with a smattering of tarot readings. And the guy goes, yeah, yeah, but I just don't know how I'd put that forward to my followers. It seems a bit 
much like what is it really about I said, I just motherfucking told you what it's about. I'm not going to change what it's about to appease your followers because, um, or your listeners, because it's not for them. If, if, if I'm going to have to try so hard to shape shift what I do um, and to present it to you in a manner that's more, um, you know, palatable to you, then I don't want, I don't want that platform. I don't want to know I'm doing what I'm doing. And I said what I said, leave me alone. And I've said time and time again that there's nothing sexy about this podcast. There are other sexy podcasts that you listen to and it feels so great. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't one of them because I just want to be out here saying what I see. And, you know, it's a case of I spy. I spy a motherfucker. I spy straws. You know, I just want to say what I see. And that is it. Um... And I think that once I stop using this platform for that, like one day if I just come on here and start moving mad and I just start um, promoting and endorsing bare things and trying to avoid having real conversation, that's when you know that I've been abducted by aliens. Send help because I'm I'm not doing that. I'm all for sticking to what you're about. Um, I managed to find a link to watch Queen Sugar and um, my favourite character, um, Nola, I think that's her name. Or maybe I've just given her a new name. Imagine saying that's my favorite character and I don't even remember her name. But Charlie's sister. Um, yes. She is this grassroots activist, this campaigner. And then we see her in the first episode of the new season being offered a book deal. And what bothered me about that book deal was that it was like, I think it was three white women or two white women who were sitting around her. And they're like, yes, we want to take you away from grassroots because we think that you can be global. We can get your voice everywhere. And my heart just fell into the pits of my stomach because I thought, oh God, this is when it happens. They offer you that book deal and then ask you to dilute everything you want to say. The editor that they've given you is a white woman and she's going to be upset the whole time that she's working through your, your manuscript because she's just like, oh, but, but my feelings, my white feelings, no, no, no. And then by the time your book comes out, everyone's looking at you like, what is this? And I never want that. I mean, I want a book deal. I think I've decided I'd like to have a book out. Um, what I mean when I say suck your mum, something like that. Well, I can't have that title, but I can have a title like say your mind and then it's embossed or there's a hologram on, on the front cover that actually says suck your mum. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want my book deal to. I'm already thinking about title covers, even though I haven't actually written anything. Wow. Um, but yeah, it just really, I worried for her because I was like, oh my God, they're going to change what you're about. And then the queen that people were calling you, queen, 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 they're taking you away from that essence because they want you to be something else and to be more universal. And to be more universal means that you're coming away from your truth, um, which, yeah, the, I won't say anything else because I ha haven't actually watched the rest of the episodes. I found the link and I can live my best life, but I've still got a, um, quite a few episodes to work through. Um, so in the Rider Waite deck, the card that we got was the seven of wands. The seven of wands, we see a figure, looks like a male figure. And he's really just digging his wands into the ground or he's pulling them up. It looks to me from the direction of the hands that he's pulling them up, pulling them out of the ground. Um, the sense I get about this, especially after reading what the queen was about, it's really saying to me like, 
all of the hard work that you're putting in is recognized. Like some of you are working so, so hard at the moment and you think nobody sees, but even if they don't see in the physical realm, it is being seen. Your efforts are being seen and, and they, they will be rewarded. Um, and you're on the winning team. This is definitely what this card gives me. You are on the winning team because the sky is a clear blue. It's an odd type of blue, but it's a clear blue and you are the one that's on the right side of this conversation and you're doing everything that you need to be doing in order to be victorious. Um, I say that you have the upper hand because when you look at the ones and how they're placed, they're very low down in the picture. And the one wand that we can see fully is the one that's in the figure's hand. So you have control of the situation and you say how things go. And also I see it as if we imagine these little ones are like enemies, you've got them on lock and your say goes above what they're saying. So even in an office environment, which is what's coming to me randomly, like your office environment, there might be some people who like to move mad in emails, proper like nipping at your feet in the emails and how you see seeing people that don't need to be CC'd into the emails, just trying to give you a hard time with things. But the fact of the matter is they're only going to go and show their own assholes. Just keep saying what you're saying, stand your ground and keep driving home the projects and the things that you want to do and keep your integrity intact at all times and let them move mad on their own because sometimes moving mad is a one-person party that you do not need to attend that's how I see it like leave them to it because you're still going to be victorious in this situation and I think that sometimes for all of us and this is a message for myself included we see people as like enemies and haters even though I don't really like that word but we see people as opposition right and I remember hearing the other day I don't know whether it was on the read or something I remember hearing that your enemies are just your friends that you haven't hugged yet. That's not to say that I want to go and hug Nazis or hug um, alt-right people or anything like that. I don't want them to come anywhere near my body. But at the same time, I think that there's something to be said in that, that a lot of these people aren't seeing a human when they're arguing and they're doing this and they're doing that. And more time, you're not even seeing an, um, a human when you're arguing back because instantly we refer to these people as trolls. So we take away from them even their own humanity. And sometimes they are literally bots that are messaging you back, you know, very well-trained bots. But my point is, if we either, if neither of us are seeing each other as human, then we can't actually have a conducive conversation. It's not going to go very far. So... It's understanding the humanity in them as well as the brokenness in them. And that will stop the things that they're doing from hurting so much. I mean, that doesn't stop us from a systemic and institutional level from being like oppressed and dying. But what I'm saying is on a horizontal level, person to person, it just means that we can navigate things um, with more sanity because otherwise you're just fighting and fighting and fighting forever. And this isn't the time. You can't keep fighting and fighting. And also it's a time to find people who also believe in what you believe and rallying together. There is strength in asking for help. Sometimes we feel like we have to go it alone to prove that we're strong and to prove that we're queen. No, a true queen knows how to garner people together, bring people together, use all of our strengths, put it put it together so we can achieve a collective good. That is a true queen. And that is when you get the best results. A true leader knows that. Right. And the reason I say that you should work on gathering people is because the bottom of the deck, the bottom of the deck, the card that we have 
is the Four of Swords. So I'm going to discuss that in the extra content. But the Four of Swords really speaks to resting, resting, because not everyday fighting, sometimes rest. So I'll talk about that in the extra content. Um, big welcome to all my new patrons on Patreon. If you want to join us for the extra content, it is uh, patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. You can join for as little as $3 is what I recommend. And you have access to all of these like um, extra content videos and the discussions that we have and things like that. So anyway, that's the um, tarot for this week. Moving on, um, my share your magnificence, moving on to share your magnificence. My share your magnificence this week is um, Tolani Shonaye. I really can't stand the way that people keep mispronouncing her name whenever we're together. But Tol um, Tolani Shonaye, aka Tolly underscore T, um, one third of the Receipts podcast, is a baby girl. She's a true, true baby girl. And the reason I say that is because I've observed her from afar and in person and she's so consistent just so fucking consistent it's it's really rare to see and it's appreciated she's the type of person that she does something and then she'll go oh if you want to do this this thing too here are the contact details of the people that helped us put this together she hasn't done that once or twice or even three times, like she keeps doing it. And it's beautiful to see someone working from a place of abundance. To me, that is the sort of person that you can refer to as queen. Because when you operate from a place of abundance, more things come to you. But when you operate from a place of scarcity, where you think that, oh, I'm going to keep this to myself because I th there might not be enough and this might get taken away from me tomorrow, so I'm not sharing. That is all you'll ever have and nothing will ever be enough. But if you operate from a place of, well, I'm good, you know, and I've done this thing and I'm happy that I've done this thing. Do you want to do this thing too? Here you go. Um, and she kept doing it and kept doing it. And I just thought, wow, like that is, there's a, there's a certain kind of security in a human that is able to do something like that. Something that speaks to how sure they are of themselves. There's, there's a certain level of self-assurance that is wonderful and refreshing to see. And I just want to big her up as a Nigerian woman doing bits in this broadcasting industry and really navigating it so well as a freelancer. Someone who's funny as fuck. Like she's great at writing comedy. Like I would love to see a, a sitcom that she has written and I'm acting in, obviously, um, that talks about about our experience as Black British women of Nigerian, you know, of Nigerian heritage, navigating marriage and friendships and work and things like that. It would just be funny. Like, I would love to collaborate on something like that. That just literally just came to me. But um, she should write comedy. She should because she's funny as hell. And I saw her today and I did a card reading for her, a tarot reading for her when I saw her the other day. You'll find out why I saw her the other day, probably by the time this episode comes out. Um, but yeah, you know, I, and I was doing her card reading and I love doing card reading sometimes because it really shows you the essence of a person. And even the cards were like, oh, you know, she's a baby girl. She's a baby girl and she deserves all of the things. And so... I just wanted to shout her out, give her that magnificent praise. Uh, Tolani, two slaps on your chest for just being a true, true baby girl, staying true to yourself and being a queen because, you know, that's what we've explored today in the tarot. Being a queen, showing us what it looks like to be a queen that's sure of herself and who is highly blessed and favoured. 
I appreciate you. Moving on then to So You Mad. So You Mad um, this week happened to a fellow castmate of mine who was also in... um, who was also on the grapevine. Um, this is Samuel Enney. He um, happened to be at Paddington Station on the 8th of August. And he was about to get a train from Paddington Station. Happened to pop into Sainsbury's to get himself a few goodies. He came outside to find the police wanted him to stop and account for what he was doing at the train station. They didn't stop anybody else. Just him a lone black man dressed normally stopped him to to ask him to account for his presence at the train station. Asking him to account for his presence at the train station. What the fuck would I be doing at the train station if I wasn't even meeting someone who was getting off the fucking train or taking someone who was getting on the train or, hey, I'm getting on the train myself. There are a number of things. I know sometimes people can even walk through a train station, but the fact is you stopped a black man to ask him to account for why he was there. To me, that's very, very wild. So anyway, um, Sam said, um, so today this happened to me. It's called Stop and Accounting. Um, Now, under the law, the police don't have the power to force you to stay, but this situation was different. This is completely racial profiling, stereotyping and prejudice. Um, I implore you, if you can, to go and watch that video. It's on my um, it's on my page and I think I've put it on the Say Your Mind podcast Twitter page as well. And obviously it's on Samuel's page, but um, he's holding his camera up. And he's talking to the camera and he's just like, so I've just been stopped by the police and they are asking me, a big, big man um, to, who's just come out of state, uh, Sainsbury's to account for why I'm at the train station. Apparently, I've been flagged up on the system. This is what he said, that he'd been flagged up on the system or they'd been alerted to the fact that there was a black man around and um, they needed to know why he was there. And they gave him a leaflet something about being safe in public or whatever and then asked him to produce his driving license they specifically asked him to produce his driving license why would I have my driving license on me if I'm getting on the train like why would I have it it's not like I'm driving my car where you'd expect me to have my driving license on me and I have no legal obligation to actually carry my driving license on me so why are you asking me wild things same way I wouldn't be carrying my passport on me if I'm not planning to go and get on a plane or to take it as a form of ID that's been specifically asked for why would I have ID on me ready for you and the thing is it's lucky I'm sure that he had ID on him because otherwise they would have made a big hullabaloo and probably stopped him from getting his train and I think he said in the video that he had about six minutes to go and catch his train and they were keeping him there wanting him to explain why he was at the train station my issue with this is that people love to say how's that racist how's that racist we just want a safe society you want a safe society meanwhile all of these teenage white boys are walking around with heroin and cocaine um, nestled in, in inside their anus You're not concerned about that because, you know, white boys are not the concern. White men, white women are not the concern. You focus on black men. And this is the 
a problem with over-policing black men and boys, yet they're underprotected. You think with the amount of attention that black men and boys get from the police, that surely if something was going to happen to them that's, that's dangerous, woohoo, the police would be there right away, but they're not. They're, they're rarely ever there. They don't care. The black men and boys are hyper-visible when it's time to accuse them of shit and to be threatened by them or to claim to be intimidated by them. But now they're invisible when they show vulnerability or when they're at risk. You don't care then That doesn't matter When we speak to you about The uh, post-traumatic stress disorder That is evident In a lot of um, black men and boys Nobody wants to fund that to, to To do the work To heal that Nobody cares But you care about Stopping them at the train station When they just want to go And get a train And I also want to know The, the, the motherfucker That decided to go And flag that um, and to disrupt Samuel's day Because that person I, I pray that they have an itchy anus For the entirety of time That they spend on this earth Like their bum is just itchy forever Because you're a wild, wild human being And your fears Your irrational fears of blackness Are what's leading to black men Not feeling that they're an actual part of society Because every time that they are anywhere Their presence is questioned No matter what they look like Their presence is questioned Imagine questioning me Being at a train station But you're not questioning All these other men That are at this train station as well Like I've got to explain to you Why I am here Surely you then start feeling like an imposter Everywhere you go When you're having to constantly explain yourself I saw Um A tweet by an actress I think it's an American actress Sometime last week Where she got onto the set And one white um, assistant Set, you know Who was on set Started questioning her Going, but why are you here? Um, Who are you? She said her name Yeah, but, you know What what are you here to do? Well, I'm acting in this show Yeah, yeah, but how do I know That you're acting in this show? How can I prove that? Meantime, they're standing Right outside the actress's trailer That's got her name Right at the front of the trailer So even when I'm on set and I'm one of the lead actors I've still got to explain to you Why I'm here You man still want to mistake me For the cleaner These are the violent things That happen every day With regards to blackness Where you're having to Justify your presence everywhere I know of black women Who will go into the office The security guard Sometimes also a black person um, will stop you and be like It won't stop any of the white counterparts Even if they don't bring their ID Nothing They will just walk past And do whatever they're doing But every day you And your black self Dressed in a suit Will still be stopped To ask where you're going Where the fuck do you think I'm going? Do I look like I'm going To the swimming pool? No I'm going to work clearly In this building Clearly And you see me here Every fucking day So why are you asking me Wild questions? So I just wanted to show A lot of solidarity And support to Samuel Because I I can't imagine how humiliating and how embarrassing and frustrating that experience must have been to just be stopped and know that you've been stopped for no other reason than being black and male. Um, and it's interesting in that video as well that the white, one of the, we can't see the second police officer, but the the police officer we can see, the white guy, um, Samuel says, this is clearly racist and, you know, it's, it's prejudice. The white guy goes, oh, Oh, it's not racist Don't use those kind of terms Don't use those kind of things You're just trying to stop us from doing our work And, you know, we stopped you because we care about the safety of everyone 
Well, if you cared about the safety of everyone, surely everyone should be stopped. But you didn't stop everyone. You stopped me. So you're therefore, again, inferring that I am a threat in this environment. Meantime, I just went to Sainsbury's to go and buy a few snacks. Like what? So I can't even Sainsbury's while black now. Mad. Mad. So that was my so you mad for this week. It really upset me that that would happen um, to someone But I'm glad that You know Samuel managed to film it Because We need to know And it's It's had 76,000 views Or something so far And I hope it goes Far and wide So the Met Police And all the British Transport Police And all these other men Are aware that they're moving Extremely Extremely wild Because Stop and search Stop an account All of these Methods that are Um Enforced within our society Within our community Are only ever inflicted Upon black men and boys And black people generally Rarely do we see the same things done To um, white people So therefore it's racial profiling That is what it is Especially Even with the gang matrix you're talking about this gang bank tricks that, oh, you know, you, you've collated it to store people with any gang affiliations. Meantime, I just have to be black to end up in that gang matrix because my blackness means that by default, I must know a gang member. And that is unsafe and that is dangerous. And we're putting black men and boys at even more risk. So... I, I just hope that the police want to address that rather than moving like absolute pussyclarts. So that's that for So You Mad this week. Um, so let's move on to Straw of the Week, a.k.a. Suck Your Mom. Suck Your Mom. Yes. Um, so You Mad. Um, so I've already done So You Mad. I mean, Suck Your Mom. Suck Your Mom this week. I'm going to start with um, a tweet. Was a thread that was written by another girl called Kalechi um, A few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago I was going to do it in last week's episode But I didn't get a chance And I'm just going to read you what the thread said And then go from there So um, she's known as Radio Ra Queen on Twitter She says Work was interesting today, LMAO A middle-aged white woman came into the store And made a beeline towards me She asked if my hair was real I ignored her and went about my business. She follows me and repeats the question several times. I told her the question was offensive and suggested she stop talking to me. She goes on a racist tirade, um, tirade about you people. We all know what that means. And the way we're all triggered by minor things and Trump is what the country needs because everyone is too soft and PC. I told her I don't care and to save her breath for someone who gives a damn. Y'all, tell me why this bitch goes upstairs screaming at my co-workers and demanding that they call the manager My manager comes and this woman is demanding that I give her an apology because the way I talk to her is against comp uh, company policy, lol My manager asks her what happened She tells her, but she changes the story, of course According to her, she gave me a compliment and asked a question about black hair and then I got angry my manager knew that was a lie. I'm pretty mild-mannered and her story simply didn't add up. After hearing this, my manager tells her that I am not apologizing, but neither is she and nor is the company. Y'all, this woman starts screaming about people like us in this country and how her president is going to straighten things out. 
the dumb bitch made so much ruckus and still ended up spending 200 plus dollars at the store. And I know she felt dumb as fuck because she thought my manager was going to make me apologize to her dusty ass. Yo, if my manager would have suggested that, I would have quit on the spot. No lie. Walking up to random black girls and asking intrusive questions about their hair is weird as fuck. What's even more weird is when you're clearly being ignored and your entitlement rears its ugly head so you follow said black girls, harass them and then play victim. All I said was, that's offense, that's an offensive question and I need you to stop talking to me, especially since you're not asking anyone else these things. Um, the bitch kept following me after that, looking all up in my hair. If I weren't at work, I would have cussed her the fuck out. Several things to take away from this. Black hair is definitely political. White people, especially white women, weaponize their whiteness and they are conscious of it. Becky was so sure my manager was going to side with her. White people feel entitled to black bodies, but we been knew that. So that was um, Kelechi's thread. And I honestly, I mean, I mean, you can raise your hand right now. I know you're in public, but if you've experienced white women moving mad and feeling entitled to your body or white women or men moving mad and feeling entitled to your body in any sort of way, you could just raise your hand right now. I mean, you'll look very, very weird in public, but just join me in raising your hand. Yes, because you know, you know. I had this with um, someone who used to come to the studio they would come to the studio and whichever wig I had, they'd pull me to the side and say, oh, um, which hair is this? Where did you get this hair? And we're, we're not cool like that. We're not cool like that. And I will never, ever feel comfortable discussing my hair with a white woman. I will never, ever feel comfortable because it's none of your business. When your white girls, your white counterparts are wearing hair extensions, do you go up to them and go, oh, babe, is this Russian or raccoon? You don't. But it's me that you want to start asking me wild questions. No, go away. Go away. I don't, oh, I'm, I'm really glad for you that you're savvy enough to know that it's extensions or it's a weave or it's a wig. Well done. Clap for yourself. Bam, 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 bam. Well done. But that doesn't mean that now I, I must answer you like I am, you know, obligated to answer your questions. I don't want to talk to you about my hair. I don't know why it's such a fascination when black girls have extensions of any sort, when white girls rock extensions all of the time. Kim Kardashian and them man there wear wigs all of the time, but they, they're not questioned. It's us that you want to ask all of the questions. Kim Kardashian can stand in your face and be like, oh my God, I can't believe y'all are saying I'm wearing a wig when she is clearly wearing a wig. But she knows that she can do that because the legitimacy of her hair is, isn't ever, or the authenticity of her hair is never questioned. It's us that has to explain. Even women, black women that naturally have long hair, people are constantly going up to them, ah, oh, um, so is this your natural hair? Is this your real hair? Show me then, open up your scalp. I want to see then, ah, oh, where are you from? You must be mixed with something to have hair like this. All of that is anti-black, in case you didn't know. Leave people alone and mind your business. But I think it's also interesting that Kelechi mentions that white women are conscious of this power that they wield and this power that they possess because she was so sure whether she would be able to articulate it or not. She was so sure that she was going to go to that manager and the manager was going to be like, yes, Kelechi, you have to apologize to this woman because you did rare, rare, rare. 
when she didn't get that, she 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 was up. She was incensed. Like, what do you mean? Like, I. I I thought I was going to win in this situation. She didn't win. She still went about her business, bought as much as she wanted to buy from the store and still left because her day still carried on as normal. So she's able to inflict violence on people casually and still carry on with her day. And that is what is so violent about all of this because it happens and white people do not have to break a sweat to ruin your fucking day just by asking the questions that therefore reinstate that you are other. And that bothers me. That, like, that bothers me a lot. You're walking up to her in the store. Oh, um, tell me about your hair. Is that your real hair? None of your business. Don't ask me any questions. She's walking away. You follow her. You follow her because you are sure that... And so you follow someone, but you'll still be the first one to go, oh, I felt so intimidated. I felt so scared. But you're the one that's chasing me down after I said, I don't want to have a conversation with you. And they always switch up the story because they know themselves that what they did was wrong. And, but they have to switch up the story for you to be the transgressor for, and so for them to be the victim. Of course, she was going to switch off and um, switch up the story. It's the same thing with that lady in Manchester who said that, um, you know, my twerking was basic. And when she and her girls twerk, they put their knee pads on and throw down. And that story went viral. She wasn't expecting to catch the heat that she caught from doing that madness. And so instantly she went on her page and she was just like, I can't, um, I can't believe that everyone is attacking me. Um, I just want to twerk. Twerking is for everybody. Dance is for everybody, regardless of color. You are the real racists. And I'm just going to go and twerk to some Taylor Swift. And I, that's no word of a lie. She said she was going to go and twerk to Taylor Swift. She was going to go and twerk to a fellow demon. Makes all of the sense in the world. But, um, she, while saying that, while appearing on the front covers on the front pages of Facebook to be the victim. She was still messaging a colleague of mine at the time, but she's obviously wild as well. She was messaging a colleague of mine at the time going, who is her manager? I, who is, who is her boss? I want to speak to her boss. And the girl said she doesn't have a boss, which I don't. I, I don't have a boss. God is my only boss. Like, what boss are you looking for? You're very, very mad. Um, but again, she was looking for that boss because she wanted to try to mess with my income to force me to apologize to her. And it's the same strategy that's been used against Kelechi in this situation. Go and show me your manager. If your manager now agrees with me because they're scared to ups um, like upset a white woman, then your job will be at stake. And ha 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 ha. Luckily for Kelechi, she has a manager that is, is courageous and strong and doesn't stand for shit. And the manager was like, nah, we're not doing that. Gave us very, very seven of one's energy. Like, nah, we're not doing that today. We know that we're in the right. And if you don't like it, keep it moving. But I also like Kelechi's conviction in that if she had been asked to apologize, she would have just walked out from then. And that's what I would have done. If anybody had turned to me in that dance studio and said, apologize to this woman, I would have told them all to go and suck their mother to the depths, the actual depths of the canal that runs inside her. I'd have said, go and suck her out because I'm not apologizing to anybody. And I'd rather not work here any longer because I don't care. Um, and sometimes we have to have that conviction. I mean, if there is no point, if there is no boundary for the shit that you're going to take in this, um, in this society, how will you sleep at night? How will you rest? How? So my straw of the week um, goes out to the woman that tried it with Kelechi in her store. That's just one, definitely. Um, and then I've got a letter from Fazana, um, aka Makeup by Satan, my baby girl. Um, 
and I'll just read you out the letter because although it's not suck your mum per se, the person that she mentions in it, I want this person to suck their mum. So it's a double whammy this week. It's a double straw. You know those straws that you can get that go gloom, 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 and glum, you know that that like that swirl around those straws that squiggle around. Yeah, those straws. That's the one that we're handing out this week. So you can do couples delight and do and just be sucking your mothers together. Yeah. Anyway, Fasana says, hello, my lovely. I'm writing to you again to firstly, A, congratulate you for get going from strength to strength and for B, your consistency. Let me start with B first. Consistency is a value which is often Compromise, neglected once a person with a large social media presence attracts greater media attention, the big bucks. We've seen this all too often with people whom we once followed for their boldness and spunkiness. As soon as the sponsorship deals and brand affiliations start rolling in, they are compelled to dilute their message in order to stay on brand. I love that you have fucked that off and that you are still the same dickhead in recovery as you were from day dot. You are unwavering in what you stand for. When people challenge you, you double down because you value your integrity and you honor your commitments to yourself first and foremost. This is some, something which I have struggled with over the past few years in order to fit in and to attract more clients, etc. It was advised to me very early on to acquiesce and not to rock the apple cart. But I purposefully went with the most outlandish brand identity I could think of. Because like you, my commitment to myself is the most important fucking thing. Not whether people are going to be offended. If those people are offended, well, guess what? Their entire being offends me. Secondly, not to blow smoke up your very lovely and pert ass. Thank you. <laughs> um, someone asked me recently who I admire. I said you straight away because your star, which has continued to sparkle and shimmer in front of us, has given me the kick up the ass that I need. You speak very publicly about your fragility. You use um, your, your, your voice, your righteous anger. You voice your righteous anger. You provoke and force us all to work with our flaws and strengths in a way that doesn't augment our egos or make us feel like massive failures when we can't get our shit together. You have firmly placed Black British voices in the spotlight. I personally feel that the Americans can get, um, yeah, I personally feel the Americans get all the coverage and Black British experiences do not get the same coverage or space to explore what affects us in our daily lives. So thank you for that too. The world is a very exhausting place right now. As women, as black and brown women, as religious women, non-religious women, as modest women or non-modest women, our ver every choice is dissected and used as a political tool by men and always by white people. Boris Johnson's comments this week about Muslim women who choose to wear the niqab is one such example. Of course, he doesn't actually give two fucks if these women who choose to wear the niqab look like bank robbers or letterboxes, as he put it. This is him starting his challenge to the prime minister and he's using Muslim women as a political tool. He should be more concerned about his own appearance. He looks like when... Um, he looks like when he's been lying down and wanking off his fat cock, all the jizz shoots into his hair. <laughs> That's the real reason why his hair is the fucking freak show He's got 20 years worth of dried cum in it <laughs> The point is His choice to appeal to those white middle Englanders Is a way of challenging the more liberal part of the Tory party And the Prime Minister By using Muslim women's choice 
is both racist, sexist, and actually quite illiberal. By contrast, when people comment on women who choose to show off as much skin as possible, it's the same illiberal logic. Let's always depersonalize and remove the agendas from women and the choices they make. And it's always white men taking this position. The more stupid of our black and brown men who follow suit need to be told firmly they're just falling into the trap of white male uh, patriarchy by remodeling these attitudes. Anyway, the point of this email was to thank you for being you. Thank you for um, SYM. Thank you for introducing so many of us to tarot and encouraging us to connect with the esoteric. Thank you for calling out bad behavior and for dressing down stupid little white girls who charge straight into our DMs. I've had a few instances of those this week. Sorry, sorry, girl, for, for that. And thank you for demonstrating that as black and brown women, we do not have to apologize for who we are and how we are or how we are. Satanically yours, Faz. Um, thank you, Faz. Love you lots, baby. Baby. Fazana's great. She's she's truly, truly wonderful and a joy to be around. And I love having conversations with her as we work on projects together. Um Boris Johnson, I'm sure if I've never said that Boris Johnson is the Saki's mum, I don't know what I've been doing with this podcast at all, but I'm sure at some point I must have said that. Like the Kelechi that I know myself to be, I must have said that at one point. But if I have not, I apologise to all of you listeners greatly. Boris Johnson is a waste man. He's, he's, he, he's, so vile and he's so violent and it stresses me out that people do not notice it because he does that whole bumbling <laughs> heavens forbid I simply don't know what I'm doing <laughs> shut up shut up you cunt because he's very aware of what he's doing but the thing is because he appears unassuming and he makes these bumbling statements that, oh, I'm awfully sorry. I didn't realize it was, it was rude. I'm slightly racist. <laughs> he can do all of that and people will find it hilarious and, and let him off. And then so what they're doing is encouraging him and encouraging him and encouraging him to continue doing these things. And it's very, very dangerous to us as a society to allow for Boris Johnson to get anywhere near being prime minister. He's been mayor of London. That was a shit show. He's been foreign secretary. Uh, foreign secretary. That's a shit show. He doesn't need to do anything else. What, has he managed to get a refund on the water cannons that he bought during the riot? I want to know about that. Like, let him go and do things that matter. When you refer to Muslim women who wear niqabs um, as looking like le- um, letterboxes and bank robbers, you're objectifying them, um, depersonalizing them as human beings, um, because what you want is to allow for them to be attacked and for violence to continue to be inflicted upon them. And I saw a tweet earlier on today and I didn't save it, but it, um, I think it said something like, people are constantly fighting over Muslim women, but never fighting for Muslim women. And that is a word and a half. Everybody wants to use Muslim women as their political tool to make their point, whether they're trying to show that they're liberal or they're trying to show that they're not. But when when do people genuinely care about the well-being of, of Muslim women? When do people genuinely care about Sharia law? They don't really, because if they cared, they would actually see the... um 
the the similarities between Sharia law and every other law that you guys are inflicting on women in this society. But you don't care about that. You're talking about, oh, we need to be able to control women's reproductive health. But when they say something similar in Sharia law, you man are getting upset. Like, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Um, But yeah, I just want people to stop dehumanizing Muslim women. Let Muslim women be. Mind your business. And I'm just tired of this obsession that um, white men have with women that choose to cover themselves. I, it, it, It's that whole entitlement to all of the bodies. Like you feel entitled to all of the bodies and you're not. You're not entitled to any of the bodies. Leave people alone. And the same goes for white feminists who are just so hell-bent on liberating women from the Muslim women from their, their niqabs and burqas. We must liberate them. They can liberate their fucking selves. They choose, a lot of women choose to wear these garments. They choose to wear it. If you don't like it, that is your personal problem. Oh, I wanted to understand what it feels like to be a Muslim woman. So I decided to wear a burqa for a, for a month or a, for a week. You didn't need to do that. If you really wanted to know what it feels like to be a Muslim woman who wears modest wear, you could have just spoken to a Muslim woman who wears modest wear, but that would have seemed too, that is looks too much like right for you guys to ever do it. You want to do the most outlandish and the most inhumane thing possible, the most ignorant thing possible. That is the one that you will always choose. Like, I'll tell inhumane and stupid as fuck for 500 that is literally what you all do it's extremely wild to me and so my straw again you know this woogly woogly straw that I have this week that has two ends I want to give the other end of it to Boris Johnson um, who is putting Muslim women in further danger by using them as a political tool to get some stupid point across that nobody cares about. And I just want you to live, leave Muslim women alone so they can live their best lives. Mind your fucking business. How about that? Um, and something I was going to say earlier when I mentioned the whole hair thing that Kalechi was talking about is this, she mentioned about black hair being political. It's political. It's definitely, this is why I'm looking a bit sideways at this new film or this Netflix film that's coming out called Napoli Ever After with um, Sanaa Lathan. First of all, of course, it would be fucking convenient for you to get a light-skinned woman um, in order for you to have this conversation because heaven forbid we have a dark-skinned woman um, with natural hair as the protagonist who then finds a love interest. That would have just been too wild. We need to keep it nice and, um, you know, accessible for all audiences. So we'll have a light-skinned woman who um, does this and does that and then finds love when she finds her natural hair. I just think that the conversation is so reductive and it's... It just doesn't, again, it extrapolates nuance from anything because there are women with natural hair who are just horrendous, horrendously self-loathing and natural hair means fuck all. How about that? Natural hair means fuck all sometimes, you know? And just because someone is wearing a wig or a weave does not mean that they do not love themselves. Mind your business, yet again, mind your business. But I will be interested in watching this film and giving a thorough review of it rather than basing it off the title and the little trailer that I've seen so far because the trailer and the title so far are making my left eye twitch, but we'll see. So in conclusion, Boris Johnson and that white woman at the store that Kalechi works at can both use a googly woogly straw to suck their mothers. It can stretch across the Atlantic so they can both use it because they're both mad and they have nobody to tell them. So that's that.
In extra content, we will be speaking about, let me just get it up. Um, so in extra content, we'll be speaking about the four of swords that came up um, encouraging us to rest. So that will be spoken about as well as um, a letter that I received from Rebecca about a course mate who was moving extremely well. So I'll just give you the beginning of that letter. It says, hi, Kalechi. In case you don't read this whole email, I just thought I'd start by saying thank you for doing your thing. You've really helped me feel more confident in speaking about things and calling things out and feeling like I don't have to be concerned with whether my approach is appealing to everyone. You always, um, you are always my mental share, your magnificence when I watch your podcast. Thank you, love. She says, um, I interact with you sometimes on Instagram and actually DM'd you the other week regarding a white girl that used to love appropriating black culture and sucking black dicks, but has become even more lost and told me I was racist for discussing the racist legacy of Great Britain. I'm here to talk to you again about white girls and white people in general, but a different kind. The ones that love to try and intimidate and gaslight black and brown women when they speak about their lived experiences. A university course mate who I've always had my reservations about decided to, uh, to ask a self-proclaimed controversial question. Why do we need Cardi B when we have Nicki Minaj? Given that the artists are both incredibly different in many ways, I asked, can only one woman of color be successful at a time? You already know that her course mates moved extremely mad at the end, by the end of that letter. So we'll be discussing that in the extra content. If you want to join us, that is patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. If you want to send me any letters, as you all have been wonderfully doing, you can send it to uh, sym at kalechiokafor.com. You can follow me on at Kalechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod. I'm looking forward to seeing you all at the live show this Saturday. Those of you who can make it, those of you who can't the live show will be up next monday for you to enjoy and that's pretty much it thank you so so much for listening or watching this episode and i'll catch you later peace it's the Ben's Punani woman is baby boys baby girls you need to hear this so sit down sit down receive this realness make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it hard time scrolling for your long shorts you might learn something you never know let you find and she's one of a kind don't say you mind say you mind